Before we get started today, it's the season of the UK Podcasters Awards. That means that for the month of July 2015, votes are open for you to nominate your favourite podcast. And I'd really appreciate, dear listener, if you'd vote for Digital Marketing Radio. I've set up a link to the voting page for you at digitalmarketingradio.com slash vote. And if you like what you're listening to, I would really appreciate if you'd take 30 seconds of your time to cast your opinion. So just go to digitalmarketingradio.com slash vote to take part. Thank you so much. Now, on with the show. Digital Marketing Radio, episode 110. How has digital marketing strategy changed through the years? DigitalMarketingRadio.com I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, weekly interviews with online marketing gurus. Catch up with all the previous episodes at DigitalMarketingRadio.com The big interview with David Bain Today I'm joined by someone who's been a digital strategist since 1997. He's author of five best-selling books and recognised by the Chartered Institute of Marketing as one of the 50 worldwide gurus who have shaped the future of digital marketing. Dr. Dave Chaffee, welcome to DMR. Thank you, David. Good to see you, everyone. Well, welcome, yeah. Um, you can find Dave over at smartinsights.com. So, Dave, with that extensive background, are you still just as passionate about digital marketing as you were at the very beginning? Yeah, I, I certainly am. I, I don't think I could have uh, lasted uh, with updating marketers around the world for 15 years without being super passionate. I think uh, what, what I really enjoy is just making sense of all the changes uh, that we see week by week, day by day, and working out which are the important ones. Because I think many of the guys who read my books or follow our, our advice on Smart Insights, they they don't have the time to be as passionate as me because they've uh, they've got the day job of getting the campaigns out, updating the uh, the website and so on. So for me, it's it's finding out whatever Facebook or Google, Twitter and so on are doing, it's working out what really matters because, you know, there's a lot of sites and they'll post oh, 20 different posts a day. Someone like tech crunch but you just don't need to know all of that so so i really love trying to uh, to help marketers navigate what what really matters yeah you touched the uh, the nail on the head there it's, it's about what um is important as opposed to um just reading all the noise out there because there's just so much information out there it's, it's so challenging to actually know what to listen to and what not to listen to i guess that's what um um experience does for you yeah, that, that's right. And I think that's why I've always focused on strategy, because as you talk to, to marketers and how they're looking to use digital, it's uh, the, the challenge that seems to come back is, is, is prioritizing. And that's where having a strategy is important. Because if we're saying that there's all these changes, people tend to get excited about the latest change and they'll go off and um you know they'll see how it can work for them but actually they've maybe not got the fundamentals right so you know we had last year and before we had vine vine the twitter videos this year we had uh, meerkat and periscope and people get very excited about them and there's lots of blog posts going up about them uh, whereas for me what's more interesting perhaps is that the details of analytics seo understanding the customer journeys on the site, looking at your 
mobile against uh, desktop segments and working out what, what what's really going to to make a difference. So I think uh, with Smart Insights, we set out to be a publisher that that really just covers what the, the, what, what matters and helps people develop those uh, th- those strategies because we find. Um, I, I don't know what you think about this or, or the reasons behind this, but we, we ask people, do you have a, a digital strategy? It's a very simple question. Um, yes, we have one. Is it, is it integrated into our marketing plan? Uh, yes, we have one, but it's a separate document. Or, or no, we don't have one at all. We're doing digital marketing um, and, and, and we don't have a strategy. So, so what would you reckon? How many people do you think wouldn't have a, a strategy at all? Bearing in mind it's 25 years uh, since the web was developed. I would say that um, lots of people, well, or most people would have different answers to that. Most mm-hmm. people would think they know what a digital strategy is, um, but everyone would actually come up with something entirely different. And they would probably start bringing in um, offline things or um, talk about perhaps even um, how they'd be producing a piece of content, but not really being able to tie everything together and know how that relates to having an outstanding website and conversion rates. I think it's the tying of things together that people really struggle with. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're, you're, you're spot on there because we do uh, every year we, uh, we, we do a survey um, in, in association with Technology for Marketing, the uh, the big event in in the UK, and we we do ask this question, and fifty. Uh, we, we've done this two or three years now, and it doesn't seem to be improving. So there's around fifty percent of businesses actually admit we're doing digital, but we've got no no strategy. So that that's quite surprising. But when you uh, drill down, you're you're right. What you say that it's the integration that they really uh, struggle with. So I think it's easy to say, oh yeah, we need an SEO strategy or a social media strategy, or we need a, uh, we, we, we need to improve our customer journeys on the site. So it's, it's actually integrating all of those together and having a long-term, uh, plan and, and roadmap. That's where people struggle. And I think in the last, you're saying how strategies have, have changed. What seems to have happened in the last year or two in the bigger businesses, there's a focus on uh, digital transformation. So we're, we're finally acknowledging that you can't make these changes overnight. You do need a strategy and you, you need to create that, that long-term uh, roadmap while keeping it agile enough that, you know, it's not like one of those uh, uh, Eastern Bloc Soviet five-year plans where everything is planned in advance and you just keep the output from the factories going. It obviously needs to be agile and um we we like to think at smart insights the resources we develop we talk about 90 day plans so you should really have different initiatives going on across digital uh where you're perhaps optimizing part of the site or part optimizing one aspect of your email marketing or social media program so it's it's balancing that long-term strategy but keeping it flexible enough i think that's uh, that that's the best approach so um, it's tying all those different um, elements together. Um, but um, can you think maybe of one element, one strategy or technique that uh-huh. um, you've been teaching since the very beginning that hasn't really changed that much at all? It's not, not a technique as such, but what, what hasn't changed is that you, you, you always have the, uh, the customer journey or you have the, 
the, the, the funnel. People will say, okay, you know, with growth of social media, people said the funnel is dead. Um, and while it may be true, you do get this, this great amplification effect where people are sharing. Um, what, what you don't, what, what, what you do still see is, is a funnel. And that's, that's why with, um, with Smart Insights, what we've developed, we've developed this race planning framework as a way of simplifying the, uh, the strategy development. So, so what, what, what is the same is that you've got to develop a, a, a technique for customer engagement. As, as, as I was saying before, people have this idea, there's loads of areas they need to work on. So they'll say, oh, I need an SEO strategy, an email strategy, a, um, a, a social media or content strategy. But really, you need a method of bringing all, all of that together. So we've developed this, uh, this this funnel that we called race uh, and race stands for how do I reach my audience, which is, is straightforward, either through driving them to your own site, reaching them on social media or uh, or, or um, through outreach on, on blogs and, and, and publisher sites. And then you go into the interaction. And this is the real challenge, I think, because you'll know as, as a, um, a, a lover of analytics that when you look at um, a site, many people will just be around for a very short time and they'll bounce off. So how you engage people through the right messages, signposts, calls to action and content, that's really one of the big, the big challenges. So we, we, we look at in our race framework, how do you interact through, through content marketing, putting the right customer journeys. And then you go on to the conversion stage, which is, of course, conversion online and offline. And that's how we try and integrate the channels to see how they can support each other to uh, to join the dots as you were saying earlier so um, a couple of techniques you can use there of course with email marketing you can have an onboarding and a, a welcome strategy but uh, remarketing whether it's um, in, in in Google AdWords or some of the other networks like pretty Struck, that that will support that process as well so it's about getting uh, as as many touch points as possible, mm. and then with the engage, of course, that's the uh, that's the long term engagement of uh, of, of, of customer um, customer communications through email and social. So you're saying one thing, and I, I think it's having that. Um, the one thing is that you need a customer engagement strategy, and you use the different channels to uh, to support that, and uh, that that's how you bring everything together. Okay, so it's much, it's much more about integration now as it used to be than yeah, it used to be that, possible. That, that's right. I think you used to have the specialist, didn't you? So mm. you'd have and, and the specialist agencies as well. If you, if you think about five or ten years or ten years, you'd have SEO agencies and PPC or AdWords agencies, and then they came together. Then you had your content marketing. Um, uh, bring brought on again social media agencies so you can see why it's so difficult to 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 manage this with particularly if it's a bigger business with lots of different agencies and in internal resources as well so integration is definitely the name of the game Mm. and you need that customer engagement plan across the whole life cycle to uh to, to to bring it together with a planned approach and i i'd say the thing i've really uh, enjoyed in digital you were saying what what am i passionate about the thing i've really uh, the the technique i've really loved over the last two or three years is content marketing because that's got away from these silos of search social email marketing yeah. and content and social media together that kind of independent un- underpins everything so if you can nail your content marketing strategy um then i think everything will 
uh, will flow, flow, flow from that. So if people say, you know, what, what's the one area like you or what, what's the one area you must focus on? I think it's having a, a, a content marketing strategy, which just means you can deliver, um, you can engage people better than your, 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 your competitors can. Which is this, which is what we're doing at the moment. Yeah, of course. That's uh, that. That's one element of it. And uh, the guys listening, actually, if um, if they'd like to get some ideas on content marketing strategy, we uh, Smart Insights, our content strategy. Of course, we do the blog post thing, and that works quite well. We get uh, what's the latest? We get about three quarters of a million views a month. So I do. Uh, although I've written books and uh, continue to update them, we really practice what we. Uh, we preach and we uh, we blog regularly, but at the heart of it is our um, infographics we we produce. And there's a couple called uh, the Content Marketing Matrix, which allows you to map out how um, the different types of content you use. And then we have the con- Content Distribution Distro Matrix, which is helping you think about the right sort of channels to do outreach or or, or paid media. Um, promotion. So uh, hopefully you can see that content marketing is is my it's uh, one of, of my big passions at the moment. Yes, absolutely, one of mine as well. And um, a couple of elements that you mentioned there as part of an integrated approach um, a few times: email and social media. Now mm-hmm. you you wrote a book about ten years ago and, and updated it since about email marketing. Um, would you say that since the advent of social media come, say, 2008 or so, and, and after that, that mm. email has become less important or it's still just as important and just has to be in- integrated again with uh-huh. other elements? Yeah, yeah, great, great question. It's, uh, I'd, I'd say it has become less important, but I've been surprised how, how important it, it remains and um, when I talk about these things uh, and, and I advised, it's it's not so much on the gut feel. It's around l- using the analytics uh, as as well. So you'll certainly see if you look at the opens and clicks on uh, email, it's a little harder than it was 10 years ago. But if you look at what's actually driving sale, so for example, for uh, for retailers, it, it is really um, email marketing is is way up there. Um, some of the listeners in the US may know there's a retail service, um, personalization service called Castora, and they've got these great stats which show uh, they've got a a monthly uh, benchmark update. It shows what's actually driving sale. And the top three are um, organic, number one, paid search, number two, and email in 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 third position and if you actually look where social is for retail it is nowhere at all you know so these those um, channels i mentioned they're up at around the 15 20 percent plus of sales but social's actually sub five percent and i've seen um research from forrester and gartners and others that when when you look at attribution and the contribution of multiple channels uh social just isn't um it's just not up there despite all the fact we love talking about it and, uh, you know, as individuals and marketing pros, we love using it. So, you know, I, I've been expecting a bit of a backlash against social media um, for, for some time. I'm not saying it doesn't have its place, but I'm saying that the time we put into optimizing channels is, is sometime, uh, sometimes misplaced. 
Right. I, I, I know one of your roles is working um, in an, an S, with an SEO service, so I guess that's 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 music to uh, to your your ears anyway. Yes, um, I mean you said um, social media um, does have its place, um, but then I was thinking, but it's got to know its place, as in uh, it's 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 not the most uh, important focus. It's um, integrated within your story you know you have to get your website you know on your your conversion funnel right to begin with and if you've got that right to certain degrees social will happen naturally around that yeah that, that that's right it's uh so social is like content that it is relevant across the whole life cycle so with our race framework social you need to think how you can use it at every every part so um so, so, so with reaching people, you can use it um, for, for, for new prospects. With, with Smart Insights, for instance, we use LinkedIn because it's got this fantastic uh, targeting capability. If I want to target digital marketers in Australia between the age of 35 and 45, um, you know, in companies of a particular size, I can do that. So I'd be dumb not to be using social media at all. But the volumes that you get from that are actually quite low compared to, uh, to to SEO. But then going through the whole life cycle, you can use, like you were saying, with the website, you've got the social proof where people leave reviews and ratings and testimonials. Those are important. And then it's once you're on to customers and engaging them, I think that's where social media really kicks in. If you can encourage people to uh, to share your content. So all, all of our um our planning resources on on, on Smart Insights, we, we've got, as you'd expect, social share buttons there. And this is actually for paid content around um, around planning. But you can really see which uh, content our members like uh, like best through that. So we've just launched a digital media cheat sheet, for example. I can see, you know, that that's really hit the nail because it's it's helping people learn uh, what 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 the changes that they need to take action on. Uh, also. Um... In relation to changes, um, you changed the name of your book from internet marketing to digital marketing. <laughs> and I, I also did the same. I changed the name of my own personal um, training program from 26-week internet marketing plan to 26-week digital marketing plan. What were yeah. your reasons behind changing from internet marketing to digital marketing? Okay, well, yeah, we're actually going back to 2001 when that was first produced. So it was actually well due uh, an update. Um, and I don't think it will surprise you or anyone else listening that we use the Google Keyword Tool, um, Google, now Google Keyword Planner and Google Trends to make that decision. So through time, you could see the curves gradually changing and then that uh, that, that overlapping. I think digital marketing, it may be, I think it. we, we um, launched with the IDM, the training provider in the UK. We, we I was involved in defining the first um, digital marketing diploma, which is actually was in 2004. And we were using my internet marketing book to support that. But I think the, the, uh, the, the US actually, they were sticking with internet marketing for a bit longer. Mm. And then it, it's really, yeah, it's really the last two or three years. And I think these days, internet marketing just means spammy. Yeah. Cowboy, get rich quick. Uh, make money th- online. <laughs> yeah, make, make, make money online. Um, so, so that, yeah, that's a positive uh, change. I, I did have another book as well, actually, called Email, um, as well as Email Marketing, one you mentioned, called E-Marketing Excellence, which still goes. Where, so, so I saw those three. You saw digital marketing gradually going up, and it's now the, uh, 
the dominant term, which I think is great because it shows that it is about across all of these tools that we're mentioning from email and content and and search and and, and social. So it, it, it and, and the CRM and data side as well. So it it, it it's, it's really the best way to bring everything together. Absolutely. Uh, one of the reasons that I also changed was that um, I was starting to talking about um, using Kindle books and um, digital magazines as well. And they were produced in digital form, but not necessarily consumed online as well. So internet or online marketing didn't necessarily um, apply. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think when we talk about digital as well, we should talk about multi or integrated digital, because one of the problems I've seen, particularly in larger businesses, is you get these specialist teams set up to manage digital, and then they don't talk to the traditional marketers. So as you're saying there, online online marketing, it's really complemented by offline. So you need to find the best way to to integrate things. I mean, if you look at conversion rates, um, now the the conversion rates you'll see uh, in, in store are still way higher than they are in um, online channels. So uh, we, we've got a compilation on the site. I think it's about th- three point odd percent um, conversion rate online. So we've been working at this now for 10, 15 years, and it's still at that rate. People do still like to uh, to use other channels. And of course, mobile and smartphone, um, smartphone conversions even, even lower. Now that's become important. So it's again integrating mobile these days with the, those other channels. Yeah, I saw a talk you um, you gave a couple of months ago, actually, and um, you were talking about how it's not necessarily mobile first now. And obviously, conversion rates has a lot to do with it now. But um, we could keep on talking a, a long time about this. But let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses more on your thoughts on where digital marketing in general has been and uh, where it's going. So starting okay. off with... Software I couldn't live without. So... Um, what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? How many have I allowed? <laughs> one, if possible. Oh, just one? No, that's not possible. <laughs> I, I did a, a post looking at the 10 tools I couldn't uh, live without. So uh, I, I'll, I'll meet you in the middle and give five. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're mad keen on uh, analytics and using data-driven marketing so of course google analytics is well up there because we you can't really track people at an individual level what we use as well is uh, kiss metrics for our analytics and reporting um we as i say we've got a, a fairly big blog uh, where we uh, w- we publish 15 posts a week so wordpress we certainly couldn't uh, live without and then going alongside that hootsuite and uh, buffer for the uh, the social sharing so our, our our blog editor is is all over those so sorry i cheated that's, there by choosing five that's okay that's okay um well i'll cheat as well and i'll uh, add a follow-on question um uh-huh. you mentioned you published 15 articles a week how many do you personally publish or write well when we when we started smart insights uh, which was back in 2011 uh, i i would have we were probably more at the three or four a week and i was writing most of those uh, with, with colleagues but now we use um uh, we we have a whole series of expert commentators so there'll be say tim watson uh, Jordi van reen on email there'll be um running power on b2b marketing rob Thurner on mobile marketing and so on so we've got about 25 specialist uh, writers who write regularly marie 
page on Facebook. She's probably listening. Um, but the then we also have uh, guest uh, posts as well. So if anyone is interested in contributing to uh, to Smart Insights and they've got an interesting story to tell, that is, that that's how we, um, we 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 manage the volume. But of course, we've got um, we've got a very long. Um, editorial guidelines which helps keep the, the quality right because you do find if you follow that that guest blogging model there are a lot of people who do want to blog just for links and um you know with, with google google's guidance uh from i think it was february last year wasn't it on on guest post posting mm. um you know we make sure that it, it's top-notch uh, quality content and so it seems to work and here's a slightly more challenging question. Uh, what piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you intend to try at some point in the near future? Um, well, we're hope. Well, no, we're definitely doing this, but um, lo- looking at marketing automation and um, we're, we're going to be using Infusionsoft. We have used a similar CRM um, email system before now, but we... We found it wasn't good for really lead scoring, understanding different engagement levels of audiences on on the site. So, uh, so for us, it's Infusionsoft, which I think is great for, uh, particularly for information bit um, businesses like like ours. Lovely. Okay, well, I'll include uh, links to all those recommendations you made at digitalmarketingradio.com in the show notes. But moving on to... I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Okay, I'm going to have to pause to uh, to think about this to get everyone a, 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 a good answer. That's okay. Um, I'll set some clock I, ticking here. <laughs> yeah, no, you're all right. It's uh, not not that uh, slow. I, th- I think actually I can contrast being um, because uh, when I was writing the books originally, so 2000 and 2005, I got in fairly early on to the blogging um, side of things. So, uh, and I, I was using, you know, this was pre WordPress, I guess. I was using this content management system called Plone or Zoop that no one would know and hacking that myself and the mistake i made was not investing in um the right quality of design or um other partners to uh, to to generate content because i going back to 97 when you said at the top i started you know i was hand coding in uh in, in html and i used to be you know in a, with an it background there's a tendency to try and do everything so I, I, the reason I'm mentioning this, I think, as a practical tip for people starting out with new businesses and blogging is they, they tend to cut corners on some key areas which can affect the, the credibility. And I, I remember someone actually emailed me anom- anonymously and said, Dave, you really need to invest in <laughs> uh, some, some creative on, on the site. And anyway, anyone who knows Smart Insights now, you'll see that we do... Uh, we do invest a lot in that, um, and I think it's it's a key part of content marketing as well. People will try and say they think, okay, we're going to do an infographic. We'll use some infographic generation tool, um, and it looks okay. But average doesn't really cut it in in content marketing. It needs to be outstanding, awesome. Um, so, so it's so investing so that you can cut through uh, with your creative and and so you can look credible. I think that's that's the biggest mistake I made. Um, early on but but i think i learned it and when we launched smart insights we did we did invest in that 
Interesting, and it's a, a great tip for today as well. The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions and just two rules here. Uh, try not to think about the answer too much, and you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. So, ready to go? Okay. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Display ads, remarketing. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook, of course. Dumb question. <laughs> Online press releases or one-on-one relations? Oh, one-on-one every time. Paid search or SEO? SEO every time. Email contact form or telephone number? Uh, I've blown it, haven't I? <laughs> you need a, a buzzer going off. <laughs> Is this your booth? <laughs> no, that's, yeah, it depends. <laughs> Website or app? Website, always. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email. And local marketing or global marketing? It depends. Ooh. Okay, uh, so um, that's why I I leave a both, because most people leave the both until the last one there, but um, you're struggling with email contact form or telephone number a little bit. Is that because you have to have... Both, or um, you just couldn't quite make up your mind? It depends on the business. Uh, it's actually because uh, Smart Insights, we, uh, we, we just employed this month a new guy to, uh, to follow up, and we're actually discussing that this very week to discuss leads. And uh, so we haven't decided just yet. <laughs> ah, okay. So you don't, want to, you don't want to pre-influence the final decision that uh, ends up happening. No, we're testing it. <laughs> the $10,000 question. Okay, if I was to give you $10,000 um, to spend on one thing to grow your business um, over the next few days, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Well, it would be content marketing because then I can include uh, SEO and it will fuel, fuel uh, social and, and email. And um, I'll use some advanced techniques in uh, Google Analytics that most people using content marketing don't don't use. So, uh, you know, I, I'll actually uh, set goals on my site. I'll look at revenue and goal value per visit and I'll find the content that's actually working. You know, you can get that value per visit measure from individual pieces of content. That's what we do. Great stuff. Okay. And then you'd obviously spend more money in the areas that were working most. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. We're, uh, we're on top of that. My number one takeaway. Well, Dave, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what would you say is the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? Well, one thing I haven't mentioned is uh, CRO, conversion rate optimization. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get why businesses don't don't seem to invest in this. There's very few agencies offering CRO services because there's not the demand from businesses to do AB and multivariate testing. But if you're if you're not running those tests regularly, you can't really second guess what's going to influence, what's going to persuade your audience. So you need to be running tests across the whole website, the whole customer journey to get better results. I I saw a a case study presented at e-commerce expo and um, these guys were actually ramping up the number of tests they were doing. It was a big multi-channel retailer, but they were ramping up from 50 tests a month to a hundred. And I think they're now at 150. And what they found of those tests around a third actually made things worse. A third made no difference and a third improved them a lot. 
And that's what I mean by you can't second guess it. What's your favorite CRO tool at the moment? Uh, well, we, we, we actually just use the, the Google um, Content Experiments, which is a free tool, um, of, of course. But um, to, to get people started, uh, Unbamps would be a good landing page uh, CRO tool I'd, uh, I, I'd recommend. Great. Okay. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice there. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Well, I'm on all the social networks, of course, but I love um, prefer to connect in, uh, in, in LinkedIn. So uh, yeah, he- head over to LinkedIn, maybe say you listen to the podcast and uh, you can ask questions and follow updates from uh, Smart Insights on, on, on there. Great. Okay. Well, thanks uh, again, Dave. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us. Um, if you like what you heard, I'd really appreciate your feedback. So just go to digitalmarketingradio.com slash iTunes. And please leave an honest rating and review. It would be absolutely fab to hear from you. And of course, it would help to improve the rankings of the show in iTunes. And finally, I'm also now hosting a brand new live show every Friday called This Week in Organic. So head over to thisweekinorganic.com to find out more. So that's all for now. Until we meet again, adios. Thanks again, David. Yeah, so th- thanks, uh, thanks so much for uh, asking me to join, David. And I hope the, uh, the tips we've, we've looked at there have been helpful. Absolutely superb. Yeah, 